Hi, and welcome to Land Grant Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, you will hear from Ohio State head football coach Ryan Day and defensive coordinator Jim Knowles from their Tuesday, August 29th, Indiana Game Week press conference. And yes, our long national nightmare is over. Ryan Day has named a starting quarterback for the game against the Hoosiers on Saturday. Now, of course, that does come with the caveat that both Kyle McCord, who will start the game, and Devin Brown are expected to play not only at some point during the game, but they did say that he hopes to get the backup Brown in for meaningful snaps during the game, especially against IU first-teamers. Day also confirmed that redshirt freshman Carson Hensman will start at center for the Buckeyes, and he did answer the question that probably many of you have been most eagerly awaiting. He did say who will handle both kickoff and place-kicking duties. I'm not going to spoil that one. You've got to listen to hear who he says. Then in the second half of the press conference, Jim Knowles discusses how some of the rotations will work, while still not yet committing to who will be the third safety to start alongside Lathan Ransom and Sonny Styles. Now, before we get you into that audio, I want to make sure that you are aware of this unbelievable contest that the Fans First Sports Network, which we are a part of, is conducting for NFL fans. For many fans, going to an NFL game is out of the realm of possibility just because of how expensive tickets can be. I mean, you throw in the fact that week one games are usually even more expensive than many other weeks, this is an unbelievable opportunity for football fans around the country. The Fans First Sports Network is giving away four free tickets to the week one NFL game of your choice up to five thousand dollars and what makes this great is that there really aren't any hoops that you have to jump through in order to enter all that you have to do is go to contest.fansfirstsports.com put in your email address and then that's it you will be officially registered to win four free tickets to any week one nfl game of your choice all you have to do is go to contest.fansfirstsports.com before september 4th enter your email address and then you're all set all right with all of that out of the way here first is Ohio State head football coach, Ryan Day. Ryan, are you ready to name Yes, the Dave. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, um, you know, uh, Indiana game, uh, Kyle McCord will be the starter. Um, and uh, Devin Brown is going to play in the game. Uh, I think that Kyle has done a great job over the last two weeks of, of showing consistency. Um, he's played very well in practice. Uh, but but Devin also throughout the body of the preseason has shown that he deserves to play. So um, expect both of them to play. Uh, we have confidence in both of them. Um, I think that's you know significant that we that we have two guys that we feel confident playing in a game. This is something that's a little uncharted territory for me. But um, you just go on what you see every day in practice. And um, I think that Kyle's consistency the last couple of weeks has allowed him to be the starter. He deserves that. But I also think uh, Devin deserves to play in the game as well. So um, how much, all that, that's still to be determined. But but we've at least come up with that uh, conclusion here. If someone would have told you, I don't know, maybe in the spring, this is how it was going to turn out. It would be so close. Yeah. be playing both guys. Would you be pretty surprised? Um, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of expectations other than I felt like both guys uh, have a chance to be really good quarterbacks. And you just don't know. And, and when you start to create expectations, then maybe you can start to do things that um, can put you down a certain path. I decided not to do that. Um, you know, even really stepped away a lot in the spring and kind of let it all play out. Um, been more involved this preseason. Um, but pleased that we have at least two guys that we feel confident about going to play in, in this first game. And 
ultimately we have to go win this game. It's a road game. It's a conference game against um, you know a very well coached team. Got a lot of respect for for Tom Allen and the way he does things. And um, so you know this is going to be a real test for our team early on in the season. Second row right, Bill Landis, the rival rivals and the podcast. Right, this is uncharted territory for you a little bit. So, so what do you rely on then as you try to formulate a plan to play two quarterbacks? Well, I think the first thing is you just have to go watch them play in the game, and it's one thing you know in practice you see certain things, but to get tackled and to move the team down the field and um, you know finish off drives, do well on third down, do well in the red zone. Um, that's going to continue to play itself out during during the season. And you know, there's been teams that have have done this similar before. And um, you know, ultimately, I told the guys when I met with them today that the goal is to go, you know, win championships. And when the season's all said and done, you know, the story is going to be written. What we can do is ride the roller coaster every drive, every game. Um, they both need each other right now, and I think that's that's great. They they make each other better. I think the competition has made them better. And, and um, you know, it's been back and forth. And so um, we'll base, you know, we'll kind of go into the, the game, the, each game with a plan and then evaluate it after that. Um, I think that's all we can do. The idea of not riding the roller coaster, can that apply to the coaches as well? When you know you have two that can play, you know, weighing like, oh, this doesn't look that good. Should I put the other guy in now? Like, how, how do you think that might go? Well, I, I told both of those guys this isn't going to be a situation where, you know, they, they need to be uh, worried about getting quote-unquote benched being in the game. That's not the case. They have to go play through, um, you know, some of that stuff. CJ kind of went through it his first couple games, in, you know, when he was here as a sophomore. Um, and, you know, you just don't know how it is going to play out. But all we can do is just do the best we can right now go in the first game is is the goal um and you know how that looks you know i, I don't know exactly how it's going to be you know and then a week from now we're in a different place we have more to go on a bigger sample size of in game and, and we go from there um i just don't have a crystal ball on this and, and i'm not sure how it is going to shake out but i think um what what we're doing is fair based on what we see in this preseason right behind him tony Gervin, buckeye hubble Right, quarterback position being different than any other position in terms of the transfer portal and things like that. Last week you said the winner, the tiebreaker, would be the guy that responds when his back is up against the wall. Kyle McCord being pushed by a younger guy at quarterback. If you get pushed by that younger guy and he goes past you, that's something significant. So to see him respond these last two weeks with that kind of pressure, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I'm, I'm – yeah, I'm pleased with that. I think that that is exactly how things shook out a little bit this preseason. I think that Devin made a real strong push about 10 days ago, two weeks ago, and, and then Kyle responded with some really consistent play. And that was a good response. And, and that was, um, you know, very encouraging. Uh, now it's time to go play in games, though. And, you know, we certainly have seen enough in practice to believe that both guys can perform in a game. And um, and now it's time to go put it on the field and uh, when you're in when you're in the game, you really get an idea of what what is going on in practice. You know, you try to you have con controlled settings and you try to make them as game like as possible. Um, but again, now time to go play. Right next door, Rob Oliver, Columbus Dispatch. You're part of a big coaching network. Have you talked to anybody about how this has worked? Have you been part of it? I don't know if Chip's been part of it or, or not. You plan to do that? Just kind of pick pick the brain of somebody who's been through it. Um. You know, I talked over years with, with different coaches um, just because, you know, quarterback play is something that obviously I've, I've been a part of my whole life. And, um, you know, you, you talk to different people about that. And, you know, the theory of, you know, if, if you don't have a starting quarterback, you don't have a quarterback. I mean, that wasn't the case for, 
you know, Alabama when they had Tua and Jalen and, and Mac Jones. Um, you know, Ohio State attracts some of the best players in the country, and it all worked out great for them. That's one example. Um, you think about the year when the national championship was won here most recently, they had three guys who played. Um, so, you know, you, you try to do the best you can. A, a good problem to have is when you have multiple guys you feel good about putting in the game. Um, and I, I think the more we play in these games, the more we're going to see the strengths uh, come through. And we'll just, on a, again, on a weekly basis, try to do the best we can, put a game plan together that gives our team the best chance to win. Um, and again, I, I see our receivers getting in rhythm. I see the offensive line getting in rhythm with both guys. If I, if I didn't feel that, then I, I would uh, step in. You know, I think both guys uh, have won the team, and I think they feel confident with them being uh, in the game on Saturday. Is it fair though to say that in a perfect world you'd have one, you'd have that one guy that would step forward? Um, Just from a comfort level, maybe even as a coach. I don't know. I, I mean, I, we'll see where we're at at this point next week. But um, and that's the way it's been in the past. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that has to be the way moving forward. Um, and these things usually have a way of working themselves out. But um, you know, again, I think the best thing to do is to let them go play in a game and, and come back for air uh, over the weekend. Ryan, you said that you wanted to play both. How, how do you try to navigate that going into game planning and letting Kyle get into a rhythm, but also making sure that you're going to get Devin in there, not interrupting <coughs> Kyle's rhythm and allowing him to get into the flow of the game? Yeah, I think that's that's probably the biggest challenge, right, what you just mentioned. But, um, you know, we, we have to go play, and um, it isn't just about that drive. It isn't about anything else other than winning the game. And, you know, they're going to go get the plays. They're going to have the, the same game plan, and, you just got to go put it on the field and go win the game. Um, and I mean, certainly that that part of it, I think, is is a feel is, you know, what's going on in the game. But both of them are going to have to be locked in on that and, and go from there. Uh, right behind you, Cameron T. Robinson, athletic. Real quick to clarify that is for Kyle and Devin, is it, like you said, is it a feel on how they play? Or are you talking about like split reps or how, how did you probably? We'll see how the week goes. Yeah, we'll kind of see how, how the preparation is and then kind of decide from there. What did Kyle do, like, especially in this last week, that made you think, like, okay, he's the guy who's going to start? Again, the consistency. Yeah. Um, you know, he's been accurate in the passing game. He's done a good job with his reads, taking care of the football. And and that's important with the, with the surrounding cast that we have on offense is to make the routine plays routinely and take care of the football and ultimately lead the team down the field to score touchdowns. And, and, and he's done that. So that's why he's starting. All right, Tom Sperry, WBNS 10 TV. Coach, no matter who it is, it'll be a rookie quarterback in there. What do you expect out of Indiana? And uh, that's been a tough place to play over there. What do you think they try to do to disrupt the quarterback? Well, the first thing is they, they have a very different team than they did last year. They've added a lot of new pieces, a lot of talent coming in, um, you know, different little change up on the staff. And, um, you know, we've been in dogfights with them early in the season before. Um, and they're very well coached. So, um, you know, we have to we have to do a great job of adjusting to you know some of the, the changes that they've made on both sides of the ball. But ultimately, it's going to come down to fundamentals, taking care of the football, tackling really well, uh, hand placement, you know, all the things that come into play in the first game, and handling the environment. You know, going on the road for the first game, a conference game. What's the guys? I mean, obviously, they've gotten all the attention. How have they handled all that, though? Because you played it, you understand that at Ohio State, that's the position everyone talks about, and you know, every eye is going to be on whoever's in there. Yeah, and and you know, every play is going to be you know criticized or 
um, you know, applauded. And that's, but, but when you come here, that's part of the deal. And, you know, I shared with them both that, you know, the great thing is they both get an opportunity to be the quarterback at Ohio State uh, with an unbelievable team uh, surrounding them. So that's the exciting part of it. Um, and that's what they want. That's, you know, when they decided to come to Ohio State, they knew that it wasn't going to be easy. And, and they're, they're fighting tooth and nail to get on the field. And um, so that's the exciting part of it. But, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what comes with being an Ohio State quarterback. And, and they know that. And, and that's why they're here. Right behind me, Clay Hall, WSYX. Ron, do you feel uh, in terms of the big plays you allowed defensively in those last two games, do you feel like that's been fixed? Do you feel confident in Noel's approach this year? I mean, that they it, they broke your back. I mean, you might have won it all. So. Right. Well documented, and it's something that when you look at the the season, you know, that was an area that stuck out like a sore thumb. Um, an area that needed to get addressed. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time on that. Um, the answer will be, you know, we get to the field on Saturday and then as the season, um, you know, shakes out. So um, we know that that's something that hurt us last year and, and, and it did cost us. So you uh, won't know until you get into a game. That's the test. You know, I say that all the time is that you know, you, you prepare for tests, you know, in any kind of subject you have here in college. It's the same thing when you get to the, the game on Saturday. You know, you find out what your preparation was like and if it worked. But uh, as you know, that's something that has been, you know, something we've really focused on on defense. Right behind him, Nathan Baird, Cleveland.com. I just curious if, in this situation, have you had a two quarterback plan all along, um, like in the war or whatever, or did you have to come up with one specifically for this? scenario no no it didn't really have a again an expectation of what this would look like um you know we're, we're getting the guys as many reps as we possibly can i guess the only adjustment that that i made was and that we made as a staff was going to the two fields where we could get more reps so when we would usually go ones twos and threes we we're going really ones twos threes and fours and getting i think 48 plays in a you know a two period um you know session which was great and so you know, the more reps you get, the better, the more body of work you have. And, and both of these guys need reps. So that was really the only thing that, that we changed during the preseason. The rest of it, we've just done like we normally do. Uh, third row right, Dylan Davis, Delaware Gazette. Uh, last week when we talked to you, you said you were looking for a sizable gap to name that starter, I guess. Has what Kyle's done, is that what you call that a sizable gap? Is that a medium gap? I guess, how would you define that gap? Um, you know, I, I think it's enough to be named a starter, and, and then they're both going to play. So. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's not a sizable gap, but but it's enough to be the name of starter. And then I want to ask, kind of piggyback on what Spencer said, you know, these guys are still going to be evaluated, obviously. They're still competing for ultimately the starting job. Things can still change. How do you guard against these guys maybe playing outside of themselves or, you know, trying to do too much in the game, trying to put something on the field that maybe ultimately flip-flops the situation? Yeah, to, to talk about it and, and make sure that they understand that that's not going to be the case, that this is, this is something that's ongoing and that, we're looking at this through the, this season. So at some point, the season's going to be over, and we're going to look back on this year. And sometimes it's hard to do it in that manner. We all want to look right now and see what's going to happen with the whole season and you know, uh, react to what's going on right now. But if you can take a step back and think about, OK, you know, at some point, January is going to be here. And we get to January, we're going to look back on this season, and there's going to be a whole bunch of football played, no matter how it shakes out. And so that's not easy to do, but it's something that we've talked about so that they understand that this isn't about one player, one drive. This is about the entire season. And again, not easy to do, but we're definitely talking to them about that so that they understand 
that it's not about one play or one drive. Third row left, Dan Hope, 11 Warriors. Ryan, have you guys decided who's going to handle the kicking duties on Saturday? Uh, yeah, uh, Jaden uh, will we'll handle the kicking duties, yeah. You know. what, what led to that decision? Yeah, just overall consistency again. Um, we, we chart everything, and um, you know, he's done a – He's done a really good job, um, you know, in the spring. He did a nice job kicking off for us last year. And, um, you know, his overall consistency has, you know, allowed him to be the starter. You know, and we just really go off of the, the chart. You know, how many kicks is you, have you made in this area? How many kicks have you made in this area? Um, you know, we've had live situations. What have those been like? We look at him in the stadium. We look at him in practice. Kind of chart everything and do the best we can. Um, and so, you know, he's won that job. Just to clarify, he'll be doing everything, field goals and kickoffs? Yes, both of those, yep. Far left, Joe Nugent, WCMH. How significant is the challenge in week one preparing for a team that has 23 transfers and trying to find film on these guys? Yeah, um, we have um, Billy Homer in-house who does all the evaluating of our transfer portal um, guys. And so, um, you know, he goes through and does the best he can to evaluate the film based on what he sees at other schools. But like you said, it's hard to figure out how the team's going to look when you have so many new faces. Um, so what you do is you try to combine what you've seen in the past. There's certainly, you know, Macarary's a new coordinator there. They have new pieces on their staff. They have new players. So there's a lot in there. Um, and you have to have contingency plans. That's part of, a, a, you know, coming out of the gates with a conference, you know, road game with all these things uh, into consideration. There's some unknowns. Um, but that's that's, you know, common to to almost every season and you know like Indiana we have we have a new quarterback here you know new quarterbacks playing and so you know what is that going to look like and you have to be able to you know adjust in game uh, front row left Mitch Stacy, Associated Press uh, back to Kyle for a second uh, you spent so much time watching CJ over the last two years and all these pressure packed situations and just about any situation you could think of. What kind of advantage did that give him as far as, you know, s stepping right into this role? Well, you know, you'd like to think that there's, there's an expectation of what to expect because you, you've, you've seen it now, you know, he's been in the program here and for a few years and he's, he's seen the good and the bad and the ugly, uh, really. And, um, a big part of life is knowing what to expect. And so he's been around, so he, he's at least seen it. Now he's got to go do it. It's a whole different thing when you're actually physically doing it than watching somebody else go through it. But I do think that allows you a little bit more of it, you know, anticip anticipation as opposed to reacting to the situations and seeing what's coming down the road. Front row right, Austin Ward, Rivals, the podcast. Ryan, I would think when you have three new starters on the offensive line and you're evaluating a quarterback battle, that's that probably consumed most of your thoughts, or at least the temptation would be for that. Do you feel like you were able to turn that off enough, as much as you wanted maybe, to think about all the other decisions that you had to make this month, or did it actually overwhelm everything else? Um, it was a big part of it, yeah, for sure. But I think you know, we've got really good people in place here that have allowed me to, to look at things from a, from a wider lens like you're talking about. And, you know, we've had, you know, several team meetings to talk about different, you know, situational things and um, to be around the team, um, you know, try to get as many special teams as I possibly can uh, as opposed to jumping in the quarterback meetings. But, um, but it's, it's been important to be involved with the quarterbacks because it's, you know, two guys who haven't played a whole bunch of football. And um, so I've been very much involved with that. I think 
Justin Fry has done an excellent job with the O-line and uh, in, in what he's done. And he's got a really good supporting cast helping him there with the O-line. But, um, you know, and that certainly takes a little a little heat off of, of me. But um, but we know how important the quarterback is, and we have to make sure that's right. But uh, I'd say overall uh, for this camp, you know, I've, I've been allowed, uh, allowed the opportunity to jump around. Second row middle, Stephen Meach, Cleveland.com. Ryan, just with Kyle again, I think Kyle was the first quarterback that you guys landed with you as the head coach here. He's kind of been here for a long haul a little bit. Have you learned anything about him that maybe you didn't know when you first started recruiting him through all this process? And I mean, you, yeah, you learn more and more. I think we're about to learn more now that he's going to go be uh, in, a, in a game where, you know, he is the starter. Uh, he started that one game when he was younger, but. I think we'll learn more about him. But up until this point, um, somebody who you know, does a really good job off the field making connections in the locker room. You know, I think a lot of the guys um, you know, look up to the, the way that he handles himself off the field. Very serious, hard worker. He's always in there watching film. Um, and, and so now it's going to be exciting after you know, all the work leading up to this to, to see him get on the field and play. Behind him, Pat Murphy, 24-7 Sports. Ryan, we've heard and seen a number of receivers make plays out there. You guys have talked about a bunch of them. Um, how comfortable? How many guys are you comfortable with going out there and, and playing meaningful snaps heading into week um, That's a good question. Uh, I would say you know, we're probably in the, the five to six range you know, in terms of depth, uh, not getting into names, but you know, I, I think we would feel comfor- comfortable putting you know, about five or six guys in the game there. Um, you know, two or three guys at tight ends, you know, a whole bunch of guys at running back. So, I mean, we do have some depth, and um, it allows us an opportunity to be creative, too. How much does it help to have that group that you are confident in, veterans coming back with a new quarterback? It's critical. And, that, you know, that's the thing that I've been trying to get with some of the wide receivers to make sure they understand is, you know, when you have a guy who's doing it for the first time, um, you got, you got to paint a really good picture. You know, when it's zone, you got to really space it out. When it's man, you got to win, and and that's important um, because certainly on third down and certainly in the red zone is where the quarterback's got to be on point. They got to do their. That's where they make all their money, and um, you know we need the wide receivers to to not only show their talent but their experience and their maturity, and until you know they get into a rhythm, which which they will. Front row, Joey Kaufman, Columbus Dispatch. Ryan, the new. Uh clock rules in, in college football are now in effect with the no stoppage uh, or clock not stopping after first end. What, did, what do you think of that rule? How do you see it as sort of affecting things for you guys this year? Yeah, I think we, we looked and did a quick study on the number of plays um, coming out of this this weekend's game, and I think it was, it was around 63, uh, which is significant, I think. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how after, you know, a whole bunch of games are played this weekend, what, what that number is. But... Um, you know, it is going to shorten the game a little bit. Do you see teams trying to use that against you? Or uh, try to like kind of like ball control things? Teams have kind of done that in the past. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, teams try to do that. But, you know, ultimately you have to do what you're going to do to get into a rhythm, you know. And, and like you said, if, you, if you're, you know, up on a team and you can you know, shorten the game, I think that makes a lot of sense. But there are t- times where, you know, we do play in games where, you know, that is the game plan where teams want to slow us down and keep keep the offense off the field. But... But you know you also have to uh, be getting first downs and you have to run the football. So um, you, know, you want to get yourself into a rhythm on both sides of the ball without overdoing it. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see after this this weekend what the numbers look like. Right next door, Tim May, Tim May podcast, Letterman Road. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, was there a point a week and a half, two weeks ago, where you pulled Kyle aside 
And, and, and you know, you talked about having conversations with both of them and just, was there ever a moment where you say, hey, you're kind of blowing it here, kid? I mean, were, were there ever those kind of like face-to-face -face kind of moments where, and you saw him step up? Uh, we had constant conversations, yeah. Um, first off, daily conversations. But then there are some points where you visit with, with the guys and say, here's where you're at, here's what I've seen, here's where we need to get better. Um, never really drew lines in the sand during during the preseason, but um, but there were ebbs and flows. And, and there was definitely times where Devin did pull ahead. We made that, that clear. There was times where Kyle pulled ahead at different times. Um, but ultimately where we are right now, um, you know, we feel like – the last 10 to 14 days that the consistency's allowed Kyle to be the starter. So again, um, it's, it's, it's healthy because it's great competition going on, but, but yeah, we've had to, you know, communicate that with guys and, and let them know here are the things you're doing well, but here are the things you got to improve if you want to be, you know, um, competing at a high level and, and be the starter. And, uh, when is the, when are the butterflies at the most in a coach's stomach, a head coach's stomach, uh, gut, uh, is it that first game for starting? You understand what I'm saying? I mean, I would think the butterflies were circling around something else this time a year ago with CJ coming back as your returning starter. But how much does that add to the butterfly quotient? Yeah, it doesn't help. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, every game there's butterflies. That's just the way it is. But you go off what you see in practice, and um, you know, we have a team that's played football before, so that helps with that. Um, when, when you have a bunch of guys like we, I was again thinking about where we were at two years ago when CJ went into that game against Minnesota. There was a ton of unknowns on defense, and you had a brand new quarterback. You know, uh, we talk about butterflies, a whole bunch of butterflies on that one. Uh, this one here, uh, we're a little bit more veterans surrounding the quarterback. So, um, you know, you, you go off what you see in practice, and, and if the guys perform like they do in practice and take care of the football, then then it's going to be a good day. If if they don't, then it's not going to be. That's just the bottom line. So, yeah, there's some unknown there, but there's also some knowns in other areas. And are you telling yourself right now, I mean, to ask a third, but patience is the key here, meaning I know you've got to be urgent and stuff, but he is, a, he is going to be a first-time starter. Obviously, uh, yeah, I don't know if patience is the right word. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, there's got to, there has to be urgency, like you said, because, you know, First off, we got to win this game. I mean, this is this is not going to be easy to go on a road with, with you know brand new quarterbacks and all the different challenges that we we have in a, in a conference game. So, you know, we got to take care of the football. We got to be able to tackle well. We got to run the football. We got to stop the run. We got to do those types of things. Play situational football, um, and you know the guys have to play well. They do. But that being said, I think each week we're going to have to identify the things that the guys are doing well. Figure out how they did in game. How do they respond to certain situations? Uh, how did the team respond to them? You know, those are all things that we'll continue to evaluate and, and see where it goes. But, um, but to your point, I'm not, we're not just going to like bench somebody because they had a bad play. That's, you know, these guys both deserve to get out there and, and, and show what they have and work through mistakes. Right behind him, Doug Lamarise, Kings of Columbus, the podcast. Keenan Bailey and Corey Dennis in the box during the games, is that right? Yeah, that's right. How, how did you guys come to that decision and was there a consideration at all of maybe having Brian or Justin or Tony upstairs? Um, yeah, there was. When, when, when Kevin was up there, got great, great information, but felt like um, for the substitutional situations and being down on the field, we felt like Brian and, and Tony would be good down there talking to their guys. Um, I think we'll have enough information coming from the booth. Um, if we feel like we're not getting enough, then we'll make a change. But I feel like, um, and, and Mike's going to be up there as well, one of our graduate assistants. Mike Seleni, and, and you know, he does a really good job, and he's 
um, you know, really in tune with the front. You know, Keenan will do a really good job with the back end and tying in the front end, and then and then Corey's always looking at the back end. So, um, you know, I think those three guys can give us the information we need. Also, getting you know down in the field, what's going on? You can still you can still see things down in the field. Like Justin will be able to see things. Um, I think it's important to be around your players, you know, and, and get around them and make sure the substitution patterns are right and adjusting in game. Um, if we feel like we're not getting enough information, then we'll make a, an adjustment. And then multiple running backs, you mentioned that. Do you have a sense of how you might like that to go here in the first game? Do you imagine a split? Can you play three? Is there a lead guy? And when you're rotating quarterbacks, does that have any effect on how you might rotate running backs? I don't think those two go together, really. I think we're just going to play like we've done. We, you know, That's why we've had two different fields, and the guys feel comfortable with each other. So I, I don't think that'll be an issue. Um, but I also think... Um, you know, Travion's had a great camp. You know, Mayans played well. Chip has done great. I think you're going to see all those three guys for sure. Dallin Hayden has is, is run well. Um, so, you know, at least those four, you know, Evan, we'll see if we can get to Evan. But, you know, there's a lot of guys in that room. Uh, we're going to need all of them. We're going to need all those guys um, in the game. Um, we're going to need those guys this season. Front row, Phil Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. I assume you told those guys this morning. Is that right? Yes. What was Kyle's reaction and what was Devin's reaction? Uh, they both agreed. They, they felt like, you know, I asked their their feedback and not to get into the details of it because it's, you know, it's in-house. In but, you know, I kind of said, you know, any feedback on that? And they said, no, no, this is, is it, is it fair? And they both agreed it was fair. I met with both of them together and, and you know, they both shared that they wanted to do what's best for the team. And, and that was great. And I said, you know, there's going to be a lot that comes with this, just being at Ohio State and the media and, you know, you have family, you have friends, you have a lot here. You guys just need to focus on doing the best you can. And at the end of the season, we'll come up for air on this thing. And and that was the message. And, and they were both great. They're excited to play. And you said that Devin will play. Does that mean he will play in the first half when the game – I mean, who knows how the game's going to play out. But are you going to make sure that he plays while the game is competitive? I mean, as I sit here right now, that's what I'd like to do. Yeah, I'd like to get him in the game and meaningful snaps and let him play. Yeah. Now, we, we still got – we got a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday practice here. And we'll – you know, keep keep um, tabs on how that goes. You know, I assume that they'll continue to, you know, um, work the way they've worked and prepare the way the way they have done that, and um, you know, run the plays that we're going to run in a game at a high level. Uh, if something were to change, then we'll make an adjustment from there. But yeah, I'd like to do that. Just to clarify real quick, the offensive line: Josh Simmons at, at left tackle, Josh Fryer right tackle, is Carson Hinsman the center? That's it right now. Yes. Second row left, Steve Helwig at 24-7. I apologize, I didn't catch it. Is Hinsman the center, or what is the situation? He is. He hasn't played it down a college football to go shoved right in there as a redshirt freshman, just your thought about him. Yeah, again, you're trying to keep me up at night again like the rest of these guys? Jeez. Yeah, um, but, but, you know, everyone who comes into the program, you know, has to go through this. And... There's going to be good plays. There's going to be bad. But you go off of what you see. And um, we believe that Carson can do it because we've seen it um, on the field. We also feel like, you know, Vic's done a nice job as well. And, you know, if, if we need to put him in the game, we will. But, you know, Carson deserves the opportunity to play. Uh, he's practiced well. And, um, you know, there'll be butterflies early on. But once you get into the, the meat of it, you know, you start to work through those things. And, and before you know it, you know, you've got some games under your belt. True freshman, uh, do you have a short list that we will definitely see on Saturday, it sounds like Carnell Tate could be at or near the top of that list. Just anybody that, that you're certain offense, defense, special teams is going to play. Uh, probably uh, forget some. I think you'll probably see Arvell on special teams. I think you'll see Malik playing in the secondary. Uh, Carnell, uh, you'll see a wide receiver. Um, 
I'm going to forget a couple guys, but those three jump out. And Luke, if you get a chance on the offensive line, perhaps? Yeah. Montgomery? Yes, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you, you'll, Luke will get in the game. Getting, uh, getting close to wrapping up, uh, folks. We've got time for a few more right behind him. Jeff from Press Pros. Um, Def, talked a lot about Def here and there. Yeah, you got a new center, you got a new quarterback. You got two quarterbacks you want to play. Do you feel, how do you feel about the depth and experience this year based off the last couple of years? And uh, maybe those butterflies for some things, but overall fewer? Every year you're going to have new faces in, in some of these spots. Some of them are, um, you know, guys who've been in the program. Some of them are, are transfers. Um, but like you said, there, there's there's a lot coming back. And... And that does, you know, at least allow you the opportunity to know these guys have been in games before. And that takes a little of the unknown out of it. Um, and, and that is important. It gives you confidence going into a game like this. Is the offensive line sort of the, with the three new starters, is that, does that still feel, you, you used the word decent depth, I think, a week or so yeah. ago. Is, it, is that from a strength? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, the good thing about Simmons is he's actually played in college games. Now, again, it's a little bit different. Josh has played in games, hasn't, uh, you know, and, and actually has played a significant amount of time. Um, so that part's good. Carson hasn't. But um, it's time to get out there. And, 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 again, we have to go with what we see in practice every day. And, and if they continue to perform what the way they've done in practice, uh, we say you sink to the level of your training, then, you know, it, it, they'll have an opportunity to grade out champions and it'll be a good day for them. But it's time to get on the field and go see. WBNS. Obviously, going on the road in an opening game changes a lot of things. I think like the last four road games, Ohio State's trailed at the half when they open. How do you not allow that? To, how do you not allow that to That's impact the quarterback? It like in your mind, knowing mm -hmm. that you know struggling on the road is a natural thing in this. Yeah, um, you know every play is going to matter even more. I think we talked about the plays. You know, I think that that is critical. Um, but like you said, you, you can't panic when, when things aren't going well, but you also can't get out in front of yourselves when things are going, uh, when things are going well or when things aren't going well, then you can't panic. Um, that's part of the game. And um, that's, that's the thing about practice. You know, when you, when you have a good play or a bad play, it's on to the next one. Or now when you're in a game, there, there's consequences or, or whatever for, for whatever you do. And that's going to be part of this is understanding where you are in the game, managing games, um, you know, not panicking um and you know but also you know again, like i said you got to put you know there's a couple of years ago we played indiana we were up by a bunch at halftime and and then they came all the way back and almost caught us at the end you know those are all the types of situations but i think my first year uh, here um it was really close at halftime up there on a thursday night there was a dog fight and and we know we're going to get their best shot early on and and you know they have some really good talent coming in so um you know we have to be prepared for whatever, I always say this at halftime, you're either, you know, it's either tied, you're winning, or you're losing. It's one of those three things. And you got to have a plan for all three. You can't get uh, in a situation where you get to halftime and you're like, okay, we're, we're not winning. What do we do? Well, we know that that's a, 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 an option here. So we have to be able to talk about that ahead of time. And I'll do that this week. Got time for a couple more. From fourth row right, Andy Backstrom, Letterman Row. Brian, you talked a lot about that board game and how influential that's been for you looking back on CJ's timers. That Minnesota game, is that right along with that in terms of what you learned from that experience now having a new quarterback on the road in a big time game? Yeah. Yeah, you, you learn every year. Um, but every team is different. Every scenario is different. But you, you try to do the best you can based on your experiences. And, and that, that game was a learning experience for sure.
deep left field. Jeremy Birmingham, rivals. Ryan, can you talk a little bit about Malik Hartford and what he's, I mean, it seems like this has been one of the revelations of, of the fall camp, which yep. is where he's taking his game to. What has he done to put himself, not just in the conversations of playing time, but like a lot of playing time? How has he taken that leap from being a guy that in the recruiting world was a you know, good player, but no one really saw right. this? No. Um, I mean, we, we did in recruiting. That's why we recruited him here and saw a guy who flashed on film and, and really was physical on film. You know, I remember some of the highlights he had coming out of high school. I mean, just a really fast, violent player. And then when he got here, you quickly learned that there was more to him than just that. Uh, very mature approach. He sees it. He's got very good instincts. Um, put on a bunch of weight. Um, you know, we had a little uh, friendly wager between Coach Knowles and I. Uh, I think he came in at one... I think it was 169, and I said, by the time August camp hits, he's going to be over 190. Coach Knowles jumped on the bet, and, and I won. He came in at 192. So from January to August, you know, he really got after it in the weight room, and, you know, uh, he's, he's going to deserve the opportunity to play. Uh, he's done everything he's been asked to do. Uh, he still is a freshman, so, you know, we'll be smart early on in this game, but, um, but you know, really excited about his future. He in that rotation at safety. I mean, obviously, Lathan seems like he's pretty locked in. Sonny, last week, he's the starter. Is it just a situational thing? Is it a guy that, that fits at any one of those spots? How, how do you see that work? Yeah, that, that's something that we've spent a long time talking about this offseason is the right mix back there. The good news is that, you know, they're a little bit interchangeable, but for a freshman, we've tried to keep him, um, you know, at, at one spot and so he can learn it. Um, Jihad and, and Proc, you know, those guys can, can move a little bit more, but, but we have moved them around a little bit just to create depth. Um, so, but, but for him, you know, in particular, you know, he'll, he'll mostly be at the adjuster. And final questions, uh, fourth row left, Brendan Gulick, Buckeyes now. Coach, I'm glad you brought up Minnesota. I was thinking last year about Notre Dame, the idea of playing a really meaningful game to open the season. Um, it's a conference game. Do you talk much about what you learned from having those situations with a team that a couple of years ago I know you were concerned about coming off of COVID, how that lack of experience was a problem? Are those conversations about, hey, this is what we learned against Minnesota, learned week one against Notre Dame and, and applying it this time? Yeah, and that, that's why one of the goals that when we listed our goals this year was to, to win the first game. That's not something usually we do here, you know, uh, but, but we have to win this first game. And so that, that's the first focus. Um, and all those things will be into consideration. You know, we have a team meeting before every Tuesday uh, during the season, and, and those are the things that I'll be addressing. Yeah. Great. Coach, thank you very much. Up to the podium is defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. All right, folks, we're going to open up questioning with Nathan Far Right, Nathan Baird, Cleveland.com. Jim, uh, Ryan was just telling us about your preseason bet about uh, Malik Hartford's uh, physical gains. I was just curious, beyond his physical growth, what has put him in contention to? have a real goal here to start the year. Smart, you know, fo uh, football intelligence. Um, 
had a guy that at uh, Oklahoma State, Colby Harvell Peel played for me as a freshman. I mean, these are guys that they're rare. They at safety, they're they're rare. They come in, they they just have an understanding of the game, and they find a way to get around the ball. So it jump it jumps out at you. Uh, second row middle, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. Uh, last time we talked about you said Jihad, Josh, and Malik were all in that battle to be that third starting safety. Have you guys come to a conclusion there? Nope, they're all they're all still in contention. I can probably see them all. What, what, what do you like about you just kind of answered about Malik? What did you like about Josh and Jihad at that adjuster spot? Um, Josh has has uh, you know great uh, closing speed, and and we know that he will. Uh, be a factor in terms of run support and um, you know getting to the ball. He kind of brings a different element with the way he comes right high to low, inside out. You know, um, and then Jihad, he's he's played a lot of football, so he's he's coachable, he's smart, and he and he has experience. Sorry about that, coach. Right behind him, Andy Anders, uh, Letterman Row. No, Letterman Warriors. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, just uh, I wanted to ask more about uh, Kenyatta Jackson and sort of um, was was there a time in camp when he really started popping and just how has he sort of you know emerged over the course of the offseason? He started really shining last spring. I mean, we saw him we saw him last spring. The more opportunities he gets, it's uh, anybody. You don't have to be a, a coach to see him just kind of jump off the video. Uh, far left, Whitney Harding, WCMH. Uh, Coach, uh, yesterday, Indiana offensive coordinator Walt Bell said that Tommy Eichenberg, he thinks, is the best linebacker in the country. What is it about Tommy that, in your opinion, makes him the best linebacker in the country and is such a leader for your side of the ball? You know, Tommy uh, understands he can relate what play is happening in front of him to how our defense works. So... He knows exactly uh, where the escape hatch for the run game is going to be. Um, I think, and, and he shows up fast. He gets to the ball quickly because he understands the game and how it relates to our defense. I think his his improvements we're looking for are really in the in the in the pass game. Um, you know, in terms of his overall football intelligence playing versus and com- compared to what he's like in the locker room or on the field as a as an inspirational guy and, and quiet, right, because he doesn't talk, but just by the way he plays, um, they're both really high, you know. So I think that does make him uh, – I don't really know what's out there, but I think he's the best in the country. With uh, this being the second year now that these guys are in your system, are you looking forward to seeing them maybe think less and be more instinctual with what they're doing out there? And how is that going to make what you guys are doing better? Yeah, I mean, the more someone understands the complete system rather than just an individual position, but how all 11 parts work together, you said it, the faster they can play. You know, as coaches a lot, if you, and as fans or as, um, you know, reporters of the game, I think a lot of times if you see a guy um, playing not at full speed, Right, it's easy to wonder: Is he not motivated, or does he not know what he's doing? You know, and I think that's as coaches we have to take responsibility for that. If a, if a guy knows what he's doing, he can play fast. If he doesn't, he plays tentative. That's a fl- reflection of coaching. 
Second row left, Steve Hellwagon, 24-7 Sports. Yeah, Coach, it seems like there's been a lot of comments about Jack Sawyer and, and maybe stepping up his game and becoming perhaps a more consistent uh, pass rushing uh, player for you guys this year. Just Have you seen that in preseason camp, and how important will that be to, to have him? And the other guys, you mentioned Kenyatta, uh, create that kind of pressure. Yeah. I mean, Jack, uh, you know, we moved him around a little bit. I mean, I think that gave him a good feel of – what the defense is about in its entirety, uh, ultimately settled on the fact that he needs to be uh, attacking in part of a, a, a four-down group, and uh, and he shined. You know, he's been able to focus on one thing, and I think uh, when you do that, your talents can really grow and develop. Those two spots, defensive tackle. Do you have a pretty good rotation there? Of what what that'll look like? Maybe two guys. Two and two at each spot. Just what, what would that look like? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think there's a whole grouping of guys that that can play there. You know, I do, and I think we're I think we're we're really solid. You know, Tyleek, like I said, he's been a little. I think he's really athletic. You know, he was a little banged up, but he's but he's back. My call is going to be re really hard to handle. You know, I think we all saw that. We have to keep him healthy. Ty, Ty is a guy that you want, you know, like a, a stalwart of the defense. You need those guys. You need those guys on the front line that are going to take two blockers and are willing to do it. You know, don't sleep on Jaden McKenzie. He's a playmaker. Hero Canoe, I think, has really shined, really shined, you know, in camp. Fourth row right, Spencer Albrook, Letterman Row. I guess on, on that topic, you've, you've talked about a lot of guys and said the phrase, they're going to play a lot. How many, I know that you guys want to play a lot of depth, but how much is too much as you go into the season when it comes to not over-substituting to where guys don't get into a rhythm on the field? Well, you know, uh, up front, I think that's it's, it's, it's whole uh, a whole different entity. You know, Coach Johnson has done that very well and will continue to do that. So we're not looking for any of those guys to get a lot of reps. You know, um, when it comes to the, you know, in terms of who has the majority of the reps, we'd like them all to play equal and all to be all to be fresh in the fourth quarter and attacking and, and, and rushing the quarterback. You know, when it comes to linebacker, you know, Tommy and Steele, they're going. To, yeah, they have to play the majority of the plays, um, because you're right. There is a lot of consistency, and and seeing what the offense is doing involved in there. But you know, Cody and CJ will both play. Front row right, Austin Ward, rivals the podcast. Jim, when did Tyleek get back to closer to full speed, and and what can what's the next step for him? You know, I don't remember the exact day or when, you know, all the days run together to me. But, I mean, his his next step is just, just consistency. You know, I mean, he flashes tremendous athletic ability. And um, it's, it's just consistency. It's just, you know, doing it all the time, every play. Far right, Andrew Gillis, Cleveland.com. Jim, you obviously know Indiana's defense coordinator pretty well. Uh, what kind of game plan would you expect from him against, you know, new quarterbacks and new offensive line? Yeah, I do have great respect for Matt. He's 
oh God, I don't know if I have to say a son to me. I don't know how much older I am than him. Maybe a little, maybe a little, maybe a little brother, but. You know, I, I know Matt too is is a uh, he's a team guy first. You know, so I don't I don't I think he'll 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 operate you know within the system that they have, and I think he'll um, you know he knows what we have in terms of our receivers. You know, so I could definitely see him some see him doing something to help them. You know, in terms of that matchup. Uh, fourth or right. Andy Backstrom, Letterman Row. Jim, Coach Day was saying that Arvell Reese is one of those guys who's earned the opportunity as a true freshman to play right away, at least in some capacity. What has he done since the summer of riding late to show you that he can do that? You know, he's just – I think when it comes to freshmen, particularly up front, and that's, you know, one of the reasons we, we uh, moved Arvell right now from – you know, a linebacker to more of a defensive end type because what you saw is just a guy who who plays fast. You know, you see him pursue the ball and um, play with a little bit of reckless abandon, and he's strong and he can handle things. So, you know, as a freshman, now you're just trying to look for ways to get him opportunities on the field because he showed that. Uh, front row right, Tim May, Tim May podcast. Yeah. Uh Jim, I'm just wondering, here in your second year at Ohio State, would you describe your defense now, as it, as it your philosophy, as it, as it evolved, you know what I mean, compared to a year ago? And then number two, you know, the question I keep getting asked by everybody is, can they stop the big play? Can they stop that explosive play because of the way the year ended right now? Yeah. So maybe maybe both of those are the same question. Yeah, they are. They're both the same question. Yeah, it's a uh, – I'm I'm ever evolving. I, I want to be um, always hard looks, you know, always sleepless nights trying to uh, figure out how to be better. Uh, it's, it's what I'm committed to because I want my I want our players to be committed to being better. So, yeah, the evolving nature comes from okay. Um, we did not do what we had to do in those matchup games. So how do we? Uh, how do we evolve the defense to stay aggressive, continue to win on third downs, but also uh, have plans in place to prevent the explosive plays? Yeah. You know, so it's it's always evolving. And you talked about Matt a second ago, but uh, he he can give insight on both sides of the ball, right? I mean, you know, Greg. I mean, do you? Yeah, thanks for thanks for reminding me. Yeah, he can he he does he he knows what I do really well. So yeah, he will he will he will he will definitely be able to give um, their offense insight into what we do. Third row right, Tony Gerben, Buckeye Huddle. Jim, sounds like you guys will play three corners or three corners. How, how do you see that happening? Is it a rotation? Is Jordan Hancock? Like some nickel at times. How do you see that happening? Yeah, both of those. Yeah, we'll play. You know, all the, all three of them have earned playing time. I see a rotation. Slot maybe slide Jordan into nickel some, get him some reps there. Um, but they they all will play, and uh, you know how it goes with corners. I think a lot. You know, as you get through a game, it starts to become who's hot. You know, you start to go with you go with who's hot. So then when you are sliding Jordan to nickel, where does Sonny then go? Sonny, um, he, can go to, he can go to different places. You know, he can, we can be in a 6DB package, 
So Sonny can stay in there. Uh, Sonny, Sonny could be in there in a linebacker capacity. Uh, there are a lot of roles to keep him involved and in the game. Front row, middle, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Jim, uh, now that we know who the quarterback, the starting quarterback is going to be, I'm just curious what your impressions of Kyle McCord are from going against him in practice all the time. Is that true? He's not tricking me, right? Is no. he? <laughs> Okay, okay. Well, he's a St. Joe prep guy, so that's my first thing, right? Right, prep pride, you know, so. Um, cool, you know, cool, level-headed. Doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Strong arm. Um, but really, I always look at him as, as that... Um, calm, collected, composed, you know, when, you, when you're when you going against a quarterback like that, I think that gives everybody confidence. You know, he's just that kind of guy. And everybody, I mean, Indiana's also going to have a new quarterback. We don't know who that's going to be. they got a bunch of new transfers. I mean, how hard is that to prepare for, for that offense? Because you don't know anything. Really. It's, it's difficult. You're right. I mean, you got first game, you got new people. First game was always like, what are you going to get? Um, could you get triple option? I mean, really, really seriously, you could get anything. So, you know, and then you, not only a new season, but new people, you better be good at your fundamentals, you know, because you just don't know what you're going to get. Did I miss anybody? Okay, I don't know if we'll be able to get to everybody. Brendan Gulick, Buckeyes now. Hi, Coach. Um, you know, you, you talked about Tommy's, you know, uh, his specific traits. But specifically from his position, year two of your system, how important is it for you to have somebody returning in that role so that your defense is ready to go? Right. We're uh, pushing, coaching, leading Tommy to become that quarterback of the defense to be able to, um, you know, see what's happening on the field you know, and relate it to what I call to understand why I'm calling it, um, all those things. But, you know, you're exactly right. Second year, we, we want him to be the quarterback and, and run the show. Uh, third row left, Dan Hope, Levin Warriors. Jim, with not naming a starter at free safety yet, is that more of it nobody's emerged yet, or do you feel confident in all three of those guys? Yeah, I mean, they all can play, but you're right. You know, who's going to get it? We still got a couple of days of practice left, you know. Let's go out and see what you're made of. Go and get the position. Is there a concern at a position like that that you don't have one guy solidified as a starter right now? You know, you're yes. I mean, when you when we know that honest truth, the rest is BS. When you have, you know, you don't have one particular guy that you're, you know. Hey, this is our dude. There's always there's always some thought behind it. There's always some angst behind it. You know, who's it going to be? What's this guy do well? What's he do well? How am I going to call it when he's in there? What am I going to call when the other guy's in there? So, so yeah, there's 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 something to that. And final questions deep left. Jeremy Birmingham, rivals. Jim, when you have guys like Malik Hartford and C.J. Hicks and Sonny Styles, people that are just athletically maybe a little bit different than what you've had. In last year that were really ready to play. How do you balance the the experience and the the stability of guys like Tommy and Steele versus the upside and 
potential excitement, but also the potential mistakes that a guy like CJ makes in that role. Do you see yourself maybe playing more with CJ alongside Tommy so that you have that support system in place? Yeah, I think your, your point is valid. It's blend. It's a blend. It's a blend, right? You You have to, you know... The younger guys who are extremely athletic uh, versus a, a veteran who you know uh, is going to know exactly what he's doing, you know. So it's always a back and forth, you know. Don't be don't be don't be hard one way or the other, you know. Let's give these guys a chance to do what they do well. Let's give those guys a chance to do to do what they do well. Was that? And I know for you coming into a new system, new guys, was that a, a bit of a challenge that you feel like you've been able to get over that hump personally to, to feel more comfortable playing those guys? Everything's a challenge all the time. And if I ever think I'm over the hump, then I shouldn't be here anymore. So, <laughs> Coach, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Land Grant Uncut. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your daily dose of audio goodness. We are giving you two or three different podcast episodes every single day throughout the season with voices and focuses that you won't hear anywhere else in the Buckeye podcasting universe for better or for worse. So if you are liking the type of stuff that we are giving you that nobody else is giving you across the Buckeye beat, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and a review. You can follow me on social media at BWWMatt. You can follow the podcast on Twitter slash X at Land Grant Pods. And you can follow the site at Land Grant 33. All right, that's all that we have. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon. And as always, go Bucks.